Welcome to Hellas Footy Cast episode number six. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Nico, how are you, mate? Top of the world. I know. Good win. Good win. Path Nichols fans going crazy it. on social media. Absolutely loving it. That's it. The best oh. is yet to come. Good stuff. Good stuff. Stephen? Um, generally, I'm okay, George, football-wise. Uh, I'll tell you after the Thursday. <laughs> well, yeah, big game coming up. Yeah. Uh, Greg? Very good, mate. Great to see the Greek Super League back. Uh, great to see some results come through and great to see all the different reactions from all the different fans. Yes, I know. Yeah, and your, uh, your boys had a good, um, good showing as well first up. So, uh, sure yeah, we'll uh, talk about that soon. And um, uh, back uh, with us again for another episode, uh, Apostolos. How are you, mate? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Yeah, good, good. Apple's a mad yeah. uh, Pathnakos fan as well, so if you remember him. And he's our uh, resident uh, youth player expert for um, Hellas Footy. Any uh, any young guns unearthed this year, Apple, that you yeah, can... Yeah, they've moved all over the place, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ready to talk about uh, Pathnakos being top of the league? Oh, that's <laughs> it. Let, let's shut... Stop the league, end it, let's go. I but, said to Andoni, just to stop the count. He was he was on four. <laughs> you guys are top. Olympiacosa, what, seventh on the ladder? That's it. Just rub, just finish it all. Actually, what are they? Oh, ninth on the ladder, sorry. So there you go. Finish it all better. up. And pack it up and let's go home. That's it. That's it. Um, all right, gents. Well, we'll get things started with the round. So round one finally kicked off um, after the um, international break. Um Actually, you know what? Before we start in the round, just a quick one here because um, John Van Schip spoke about um, wanting Greeks in the league and then the more Greek players. And um, we didn't, you know, what we saw this this first round was pretty disappointing. Um, just just a quick overview of that. Greg, we'll go to you first, mate. I think he put out a stat there where there was basically, I think one team had the most, which was four or five. Six. Um, six. Six, two was teams, it? Six. Two teams. Six. and Lamia had six. And there was clubs. I think Balk had none. And, um, and Aris. And Aris had none. That's had right. None. Yeah. And Offi had an all-Greek back line, the whole back four. Yeah, so and that's what I was thinking. Offi would have had more, but they only had I, five just or four, something. The, the yeah. Back. Um, Apple, what do you reckon? Um, I, I, I'm not surprised. I think we, we all knew Aris and Balk weren't going to play any Greek players, but to not have one on the team, I think, surprised even some of us. I mean, yeah. Because even in the friendlies, he would play the Luchescu would play Mihailidis. He plays some of the guys, and then when the real game started, just disappeared all of them. But we all knew it was kind of going this way because there's more pressure on the team to do stuff now, and it seems like you know it's just going that way. But what I'm happy about though is at least the Greek players still seem to have like options. A lot of them are going to the Dutch league or the the Serie B sometimes in the Italian league. So yeah. And they're, they're still developing. That's why I, I even uh, – there's good and bad to it. I mean, obviously, it's not good for the Greek League, and a lot of kids get lost. But there's the B teams now. They're, they're going to the Dutch League. Like, even Kabetsis was a third stringer, and, and I saw him uh, play over the weekend. And, I mean, he might make it, he might not, but at least he'll he's get playing. an opportunity. Yeah. yeah, he's playing. Greg, um, is the Greek League losing its identity as per John Van Schip? Uh, I think some teams are getting there. Um, Aris has been on that track for a while. However, let's face it, they're not really losing their identity. Um, but it's for me, it's the, it's the culture and the Greek talent that's um, that's that's dying, that's that's suffering from this. And uh, I just find it bizarre that we're giving you know, so many – you know, pretty ordinary foreigners, the chance of the Greek talent. We usually see when you give Greek talent a chance, they usually do okay. Um, and to have an average of 1.4 players per team around yeah. one, that's that's tragic. So good on John Van Schip, I think, for uh, making this, bringing this to the forefront uh, and a talking point, which um, hopefully gets through a little bit to the teams, which, I mean, clearly by round one, a lot of them didn't. But I think they do need to back the Greek talent a lot more. I mean, some of the guys are bringing in Nothing special. The other, another, on the other occasion, you do find some gems as well, foreigners, but there's plenty of great gems as well that we need to uh, dig into and give them a chance. They, they need to find the balance, and this is what I was saying before, that the clubs, they need to find the nice balance of – and, and the, the league has to has to get amongst it together and talk about it. Um, and at the very least, have a quota of certain Greeks in the matchday squad. So if you say 50% of the matchday squad has to be Greek – 
well, then, you know, chances are you're going to have Greeks in the team. Is that something that you would – I mean, you're a Parthenikos fan, Nikos, so, you know, traditionally you guys have always had a lot of Greeks. But if you take your Parthenikos hat off and you just look at the league as a whole, I mean, how do we fix this? Um, the clubs just have to take onus themselves. Um, everyone's already nailed the, the key points. I think the clubs are, are to blame. They're so fixated on winning in the here and now – but they dig a bigger hole and they make things worse by signing these no-name duds from these third world countries and the hole gets bigger and the plot thickens and they ignore their own backyard. And it's, just, it's not like they're signing world-class foreigners. They're not. Well, yeah. One, yeah 20, one 20, year, 20 years ago, they were signing those those world-class foreigners, but 20 yeah. years ago was, uh, you know, Greek Greek football was I think, look, in the top six leagues as well. But bulk are the ones that we should be really critical of. Them in particular, that's a huge embarrassment. To have zero Greeks, like, man, starting. Because they've got, they've got good young players. It's, it's, artists, it's never kind of been their style, but bulk have the best young Greek talent at the moment. I'd that's say even right, yeah. Now, they sold their two best talent in the last six, 12 months we, or so. We've but... been, as you said, traditionally good, but at the moment, it, it's, it's with them. It is. Uh, Upward, up you wanted to say something, man? Yeah, Pauk is a perfect example because they play someone like Bisawar who almost wouldn't play anywhere else in any other league. But He, just, but, he looks unfit. I don't know. Yeah, what yeah. He just looks fat. Yeah. Is it just yeah, me? Is no, it me? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was laughing during the game. Even the commentator said he looks disappointed in himself. I was like, yeah, he does. <laughs> he just looks fat. I'm thinking, what do you – but he looked fat two years ago. He went to, he went to Cyprus but, didn't he, on loan last season. But, but I did want to say the biggest problem is you, you see you look at Pauk and Luchescu came in to try to win the title, so he has no incentive to try to to bring on younger players. Well, he says yeah, he, will. he says he will, but he doesn't really care. And I mean, Elaine, and Elaine was talking about it back a while ago that where he said oh, his preference was to go to Italy, um, but or whatever, and, and he never got any concrete offers there. So you can tell that he's just back in Greece to try to win the league and then bounce himself out. Um, yeah. yeah. Look, uh, I don't know, Stephen. What do you think? Like, it's, it's, it's. I mean, I, I remember the EPL brought in a rule years ago about mm-hmm. having more English talent in match day squads or or squads altogether. Um, mm. Is that something you think Greek teams should try to? Oh, completely. And obviously, to the scale of the Premier League, they have obviously in comparing the Greek league to the Premier League is always difficult because of, of the vast, uh, like difference in money and revenue and such but even still if you look at it just on a talent basis the the Premier League has thrived over the last few years because they've had to have not necessarily in the starting 11 but in their squad they've had to have English talent and that English talent has flourished and they have a larger pool of of players for the national team now Um, and that's something that Greece could so easily take advantage of and you know just as an Olympiagos fan we've seen our we've seen our Greek sort of constituency in the squad dwindle off on off in the last few seasons anyway and especially this season I think Pedro Martins will be pressured a lot more just to play his best players quote-unquote rather than play his uh young Greek talent and that's that's why and we'll talk about that a little bit later because I, I, I see this in a similar situation with uh Luchescu going at, at Bowl, whereas he's there to win the league and probably get himself out of there uh, Pedro Martins at Olympia. Of course, it's his last season, and he's always said he, he has dreams of coaching um, in Spain or the APO or whatever. So I think there's a little bit of short-termism that we've we've unfortunately copped um, this season with our squad selection and our and our players. It's just like, okay, who do I need that's going to do a job for me to win the league? Um, it's happened. What's worse? What's more disappointing though for me is you see it exponentially worse in the lower leagues in Greece. I mean, Greg, you watch a bit of that as well. You've seen, you've got like teams in the game, I think, that are picking up, you know, second-rate Brazilians out of second-rate second rate leagues. You know, you can go to any club and you'll find that. I mean, so it's embedded. Something Something's wrong with, something's toxic in Greek football as we all know and and it yeah. needs to be figured out pretty quickly um, otherwise you know more and more of this is going to happen it actually surprises me with the lower leagues because I, w- I would have thought especially with what's been happening they wouldn't have that budget for these foreigners but they do and um, but I think in terms of fixing this you have to get quotas in there it's the only way I can see this fixed yeah 
that's what I think as well. Just get the quotas in, um, you know, and make it a nice even quote, like a 50-50 for match day. So if you've got your, you know, your 20-man squad, 10 of them have to be Greek. I mean, so go buy your 20,000 foreigners, but 10 of them in every match day squad has to be Greek. That's how I see it. Um, Apostle, a final word on this one, mate. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm still surprised too, because uh, so uh, at Lefteriades used to be the in charge of the academies and for the Greek national teams, but he went to Olympiacos to take over and Yurgatos took over, but you haven't heard anything from him since, you know, everything with everything going on. We, we, on, we Sorry, we did like earlier this year what I, or late last year, whenever it was. I've lost track of the months we're in now. What months are far out? Um, yeah. Earlier this year, um, the club came out and said, look, we, you know, we need to start uh, bringing back some of our great talent that we've let go and et cetera, et cetera. And I remember uh, who was one of our key head scouts? Um, I think he was a Frenchman. Um, he came out and he said, yeah, we're, you know, we need to start bringing more Greek players in back to the club. So I thought, oh, this is a good, you know, that's why I started this, thinking. Uh, for Olympiacos? Yeah, this for Olympiacos. Oh, it's yeah. Franco Modesto. Modesto, that's it, yeah. So he was the one that yeah was quoted saying, yes, we're going to start bringing more Greeks back into the club, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, yeah, hasn't happened. So yeah, who but, knows? But I, I, meant, I meant mostly for, like, there, there, there's supposed to be, like, a plan in place, and they were supposed, like, with Konstantinidis and Fisas and with Van Chip, and they were going to work it all out, but you never yeah, heard anything. Well, so, um, and, and this is why yeah. uh, this is why I'm sceptical with what Van Chip has said, in a sense, because he's 100% correct, but why didn't right. you say that six, 12 months ago? He's only saying it now because he's backed up against a warn. He knows that his job's on the line. So now, all of a sudden, he's uh, telling us, you know, and and retweet and replying and sending tweets and and all that to I mean all the power to Super Greek for getting the reply there but you know why would um, uh, the the coach of a national team you know do that like and and then post stuff on um, on Instagram like I would I would love to know if if, if he actually tried to do anything with the lower uh, you know with the smaller national teams or if. If they didn't meet him halfway, they don't care at all. Yeah, but so, okay, but why then? Why is he saying it now when his job's on the line? Why didn't he say it when it happened? Because you can guarantee that he would have got a lot of pushback twelve months ago, eighteen months ago. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, I think we'd all love to know the answer. On yeah. Some of so anyway, <laughs> look, it, it's yeah. Well, you know, it's think, one of those. I think just to quickly jump on that, George, it's yep. probably his way of being like, if he gets this, if or when he gets sacked from the from the job, he'll. <laughs> then have a supposedly have a leg to stand on and be like, oh, I made these suggestions. You know, I tried, I said all this stuff and I tried to help progress Greek football. Blah, 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 blah. But, but, it, but, it, but it's a, it's a genuine concern that everyone's agreeing yes, with him. So he should like, it's, it's a bit for me, the skeptic in me saying, well, why are you saying it now? Because you're going to lose your job. By the way, it's yeah. two years to the day since he's been living in Greece, if you'd like to know. He just posted that on Instagram today too. Did he? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the reason he brought it up now was because um, we had all those injuries in this last campaign and he probably uh, hit him pretty, I mean, I'm just assuming, just trying to get into his mindset. Mm. Um, but the, re the reality he saw, especially with the league being delayed, the amount of Greek talent that uh, was available was so limited. And, um, you know, he, he probably thought this was the time to say something because he got put in a situation where he only had uh, the international guys, the guys abroad that were playing some football. And we had um, a whole Greek league that hadn't even started yet, whereas most of every other league had started. And then minus all those good players that were all injured. And then uh, his pickings were pretty slim. So it's probably why, I mean, something that definitely could have been brought up earlier for sure. Um, but, you know, a bit of a psyche into what, where he's oh, coming from, maybe that type of angle. Everyone agrees. Yeah, I, don't, I can't find any Greek football fan that disagrees with what he said. So I love the fact that he said it. But now that he said it, I want him to keep doubling down on it and then keep saying it to the clubs. Get off social media. No one really cares. Go onto the actual media and then just start saying it. Listen, you know, the clubs need to introduce this and that. And the league needs to introduce quotas. If we're talking about quotas, surely they can talk about it. I mean, we're president, you know, we're a rudderless uh, association now with EPO having no one steadying the ship. So, um, yeah, that's, anyway. that's where the problem is. That's where yeah, the problem well, is. so you know, it'll be interesting to see who takes over, um, and mm. who's got uh, the balls to uh, step up and um, 
you know, make changes for the greater good of the game for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years and not for the next season. All right. I think uh, it's enough of that one there. So we'll go back to the actual start of the Greek League, which was fantastic for uh, for everyone involved. Um, we'll kick off with the first match, Panetolikos, Nilo with Asteras there. Some yellow cards all over the place. Um, I believe it was a bit of a dour game. Did anyone pick that up um, as well? I've seen some uh, fair bit of that game. Uh, it was a little bit ordinary. Um, both teams had their chances to get that. The, the winning goal, if anyone was going to win, it was definitely going to be a one nil in this game. Yeah. Um, Garelis had some good chances, which uh, he's, he's definitely fallen uh, fallen off the yeah. you know the form that he was once on. Um, but yeah, both teams probably had had some opportunities, just didn't take them. And it was good to see slightly de- uh, decent crowd there at Panetolikos as well. Yeah. yeah, no, that was good. Good on them for that club there. Um, all right, next one. Uh, smiling from ear to ear, Panathinaikos. Four nil winners over Apollon. Uh, goals to Maurizio Carlitos. A yellow card. Uh, sorry, a red card just yeah. after half time yeah. to uh, Fation Andoni. Um, opened it up with Carlitos uh, scoring his second goal there and Alex and an 83rd minute bomb by Alexandropoulos. Nico. You've never been happier for, uh, and you know, you're a, a long time. guy with regards to Panathinaikos, of course, but takeaway, okay, was you were playing against 10 men from the 54th minute on. The actual game that you guys played was very good, though. The tactics. In the, in the moment, you're kind of like, you're on such a high and you're so excited with it. Then you kind of, you watch it, you sit back, you watch it again, review the highlights, and you get a more rational uh, view of it. Um, in the moment, I thought we, we could have won by more. We hit the post. We missed chances. We had the ball in the back of the net. They ruled one off for an offside. But then you look and we weren't all there defensively and the better teams will punish us. But it, it's a good round one performance. Like lots of positives. Lots. Yeah. The, the great goal, Alexandropoulos says, John Van Ship, I hope you're watching. Um, even Carlitos, this was the player we'd hoped we had signed for last season. But now with a change of playing style, he's delivering already. Yeah. Both were very good finishes. Um, even the first goal that we scored, in the lead-up to it, it came off a rebound, but we had five players in the box. When did yeah. we do that last season? Yeah, you guys would have sat back obviously, after. Yeah. yeah, obviously aided by the red card, but uh, all of you them can't change. Well. You can't change the fact, you know. Yeah. You, you, you still you still pressed and you went for the kill afterwards. The, the and, trio and was the... of signings, uh, Vital, who I'll, who I'll talk about, uh, but also Palacios and also Lundqvist, they're going to make a huge difference and Perez as well in the middle. And you've but still got a few Vital, players that are injured as well. Uh, yeah, I was going to get to them too. Yeah, so they we'll, they we'll, could be our centre-backs. Yeah, well, that you're talking I mean, about. we'll go to Apostolo here. How did you see the match, mate? Yeah, I think, you know, Nick was spot on because uh, you saw a lot of good pieces from what Jovanovic has been working on the whole summer. I mean, it's a completely different team from last year where Bologna would just want him to kick the ball far and have him go chase it, where now they actually play the ball. And, you know, you see – you actually have talent on the team too, like Vital and Palacios are the type of players you haven't seen for like 10 years on that team. How good, how good is Vital? Oh, my God. I know – I. I saw the stats after, and, and like, he barely had any misplaced passes. They, they were trying to kick him from the beginning because they couldn't deal with him, the, the opposing team. And it, you know, brought back memories of players like Leto. And Le- players exactly. Other, other teams just couldn't handle. And you're like, you know, that's why even the Panathinaikos fans are just going crazy about it because it's been so well, long since they had a player that could, you know. He, special. He, yeah, I mean, all the goals came mostly from him. I mean, he had a shot. <laughs> The rebound Mauricio scored on. Another was a through pass to Carlito. Who, now, you know, um, he's a magician. You, you we got, have not had a player like him for a very, very you, long time. You guys time. touched on, um, or Nico, you did, you touched on it, how you know other teams would have been able to potentially punish you. Um, Apollon had Ooh. six shots on target, like four off us. target. So, um, we had six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you, had, yeah, yeah, you had, had six and three. They had three corners. But so, so they attacked the as well. Yeah, we, oh, we the control the possession. Yeah. What, look, Greg's obviously going to talk about it later with Ike. Our performance mirrored theirs, I reckon, so much. 
they had Ionikos uh, should have should have scored against them. The red card helped. They oh, it's very similar. Yeah, very similar there. Yeah, but look, lots, it... lots to work on. Centre back, <coughs> Schenkerveld, maybe Kubelis plays there when he returns. We just have to wait and see. Yeah, well, that's right. Schenkerveld and Kubelis come back. So any ETA on them coming back? Or no, no, no. The, we had sixty four percent possession as well. So we we really did control the game though. Yeah, of course, well, aided by the red card later on. I think yeah. I think that's. Yeah, I think that's a good point you mentioned with the set, with the center backs because that they definitely had a problem and and uh, yeah. Passi- uh sorry not Passiano but but uh, Apollon clearly wanted to would pre- wanted to press him up high and it worked and it created some chances for him and I don't know it seems like I might be wrong Greg knows better but it seems like Ike still has some problems in the back too so I'm not surprised that both teams were kind of up and down like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, great win, great start to the season. Barthnake Horse fans are cheering. Um, um, Andoni couldn't join us tonight. He just yes. wanted me to pass on a couple of points here. Um, he just wanted me to say that, yeah, he's got a great feeling for the first time in a very long time. That was uh, a good change. That it's going to be fun to watch Barthnake Horse again. Uh, the players back at Leoforos, our coach, it's got such a good vibe to it. Wow, I can't uh, wait for five weeks' time. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> look, I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic myself. With, um, yeah, look, it, it is good for you guys as well. But, yeah, if if anyone knows Antoni, you know, he'll fall off the bus really quickly oh. with a couple of lots. Not fall off the bus, he'll always be a supporter. But, you know, he, he, he won't be happy after a couple of losses. He's always... Even the fans at the game, I was watching uh, Total Football last night and they interviewed the fans after the game. Optimism levels haven't been this high for a very long time, yeah. uh, over five or six years. Okay, well, that's a good thing. I guess, look, it, it's a good thing for you guys. You know, it's, you want Again, and this is what we spoke about with Andoni in episodes last season, where if you make signings, foreigners especially, make signings that will raise the bar, not just signings for the sake of it. Mm. And these signings are genuinely raising the bar. Yeah, no, it's an interesting time for you guys. Let's see how you guys uh, will be able to take that on um, going into the season. All right, uh, next game, next game, game, sorry. Volos, uh, 2-1 winners over La Mia. Um, an eighth-minute goal to Julian Bartolo um, was doubled in the 41st minute by Tam, uh, sorry, Tam, Tom Van Wiet. Um, so they went in 2 0 at half time. Just after half time, Tyrone pulled one back for Lamia, but um, it ended 2 1. Greg, your second team. Um, <laughs> uh, well, first, let me just say it was a cracking crowd at Bolos. It was a whole uh, 250 of them. Yeah, well, uh, to open the season. Um, but uh, it was all Volos in the first half. They, they absolutely dominated and took a, a deserved lead. Uh, Lamia snapped out of it in the second half, and it was a very even match. The, the Bolos keeper gifted Lamia the, the their goal, but it was uh, it was quite um, up and down football after that. And anyone, it was uh, Lamia were unlucky to not make it two uh, two all, and Volos had a couple uh, some chances to make it three one. Um, yeah. But uh, overall, um, uh, look, these two teams I think will do okay this year. How's um, your boy Ninis didn't play? Didn't play injured. Injured? Any? Yeah, he, he shouldn't be long. Should be back uh, next week or the week after. Yeah. Okay. So it's nothing major there. Yeah. All, all right. <clears throat> Pardon me. All right. Um, then we move on to Bulk at home to Basianina. Um, and they went down to an 86-minute goal by Pedro Conde. Um, and then they held their nerve to uh, finish off the game there. Now, if you look at the stats here, um, Basianina, one shot on target, one goal, two off target. Uh, they only had 33% of the ball as well. So, I mean, but then you go to Park and they had seven shots off target with two only on target. They did pose a threat, Bas, on the counter. On the counter, yes. They had yeah, the so ball they... in the back of the net, but they, it, was, it was correct. It was the yeah. correct call not to give it. The ball went out. Even just on half time, uh, they had a chance. I think it was Conde might have been where this possessed. It was a loose pass by, I think, Taylor. Yeah, uh, from bulk and they and they broke clear. So, but bulk, yeah, they were they were awful. Yeah, they were they were pretty poor there. The, now most of their chances came from outside the box, and Kagawa should, he probably should have scored. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, go on, go on, Apostle. That was one of the poorer games I've seen for for a while too, and I I, I could understand why Pauk fans were disappointed because that's probably not what they were expecting. <laughs> and some people were saying because. 
Oliveira wasn't there and El Caduri but come on, I, I don't think they would have made that much of a difference. Yeah. I mean. Now that was, uh, Elaine shared a stat and I just can't find it anywhere, but I think that was the first home loss Balk have achieved in the first round for uh, 10 plus years or something. So um, yeah, look, it's, uh, is it panic stations for them as a club? Wait, wait and see in another month. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the fans aren't haven't been happy all preseason. Um, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think it's going to take a, a probably a month or so before because he's going to he's going to have time because he's won a title with them. But yeah, they'll, they'll but, give him they'll give him the time and the uh, the, yeah. the the well the resources are done there. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting times ahead. And then the worst thing is, and this is what was I couldn't understand. You've got. Um, Garcia coaching the B side, and he's always going to be like, Oh, well, you guys didn't back me, blah, 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 and this and that, like all the stuff that he was saying at the end of last season. And if the teams are going well, the fans are going to take his side, which they have from you know, since day dot. So there's there's interesting uh things happening in the background at that club. Yeah, Apple. I will say one thing the only good thing about not having good uh, not having Greek players on their team is they don't have a scapegoat now. They can't blame Jolis or they can't blame Mihai Lilis. You know, it was funny. They they didn't even blame Biso or anything. No criticism on any of their players. It's interesting sometimes. How, how they're just, they don't, they back off the foreign players, but with the Greek players are quick to yeah, give them a hard time if they miss one chance. It's crazy. I mean, Svidersky missed chances. A bunch of them missed chances. You don't hear anything, yeah. but I mean, a goalie mistake was horrific. Uh, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. He came out I was going to say, Zikovic. Zikovic, yeah. Custom, yeah. yeah. If it was past Halakis, they would want to, like, oh, they would have send him away. They would have leased him. But he might get a start next week, though. So, uh, after yeah. after that, so who knows? We'll see. Well, for the cup match, anyway, coming up. Um, all right, we move on. Greg, Aik, 3-0 winners over uh, Ionikos. A seventh-minute goal to Damien Letalek opened up the scoring for you guys. Um, Romao had a brain snap, 24th minute yellow, 33rd minute red, um, or second yellow, which got... Uh, Classic Romao. Yeah. Great so Couldn't understand that. Um, so they went into... Um, Aik went into the halftime 1-0 up, um, and then they took advantage of the uh, possession there. Got a goal in the uh, 60, 62nd minute to um, Amrabat and a 66th minute goal to Stephen Zuba wrapped up the uh, goals for your club. Greg, another happy man. Well, I don't know if Milojevic has been listening to our podcast, but um, I think he might be because I was saying we need to start playing uh, you know, a few more attacking players instead of playing three defensive midfielders. And we finally did that. We had Mandelos in there and three attackers in front of him. Um, look, uh, as we mentioned, look, it was a great win. It was good to have some fans there. It was good to see uh, the new guys uh, combining quite well. There's uh, our left, uh, sorry, our right back, Frenchman Michelin. Um, he was excellent on the right. Uh, so that was great to see. Hosafi was pretty good on the left as well, our left back. Um, and Galanopoulos did okay as well. Um, uh, we, we opened the scoring nice and early, but, um, you know, our defense, as we mentioned earlier, is still a worry. Um, the only course got in behind us four times uh, after the opening goal and um, the Brazilian striker, Turem, uh, he was unlucky not to get a goal and make it one all um, in the first half. Um, second half, though, uh, we had uh, the Swiss international, Steven Zuba, come on for Tankovic. And let me tell you, this guy was, uh, he changed the game. He uh, took charge of the game. Great passing. He scored a goal. Great shooting. Um uh, he was fantastic. So I'm really excited to watch him for the rest of the season. Um, and we're definitely much better in the second half. Uh, Ionikos had some chances, but it was nowhere like the first half where they were opening us up. Um, so pretty pretty interesting things. You know, still some criticism on Araujo. I, at the moment, I'd really like to see Ansarifard uh, start a game. I, I'd be interested to see Ansarifard start with Zubar as well. That's going to be, um, I think that would be a great combination. Um, and credit to Petros Mandalos, he got two assists in the game. Um, so look, interesting. Uh, there's still places where we need to improve on, especially in defense. And we've seen it in friendly games where uh, teams are still being able to get behind us, behind the defense quite easily. So that needs fixing. But we're starting to see some a pretty good group of players 
combine a lot better than they have in preseason, and we saw the result of that. So I'm really excited for the next few rounds to see how we continue to gel. Yeah, look, if you're looking at your stats there, you um, had 70% of the possession there, nine shots on target, two off target. Um, uh, where am I going here? No red cards, obviously. Um, eight corners. Um, so you really went for it in the second half there, which was uh, good to see there. Um, the, for forward fans, line, the forward line scares me as an opposition fan. It's pretty dangerous. Amrabat, yeah, if we get... Top if we signing get, as well. We got um, Amrabat, Amrabat, he's got very good Zuba. And you've got Luis, Luis uh, Garcia on the on the right as well. Araujo and um, Sarifad. Sarifad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once we get that yeah. right combination going, and then you've got you know a couple, you can have Simanski and Galanopoulos in the midfield um, with uh, Amandalos or even Zeftic in front of them. Uh, that's going to be pretty lethal if they and even so. even Zavellas and Vranjes. That's going to take time, but that's an upgrade on what you had last season. Oh, massive, oh, upgrade. massive upgrade! Yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Good Varnas on the bench. Thank God. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Paul Varnas. Went from uh, ethnic your mother starter to a bench oh, player. Don't oh, get me well, started. That's all right. Look, maybe maybe it's a good thing for him to just learn his straight off it's a, a couple of hands. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, Apostle. I wanted to ask Greg too because Galanopoulos, it seemed like the coach left him almost the whole game because it seems like he's that important. That's just my opinion. But even with the man down, they, they you know, he played most of the game. And he, coming back from an injury, it seems like he's a big part of I when they're playing he, well. He's he usually played- involved. He played the first half, uh, Apple. Um, he got subbed at halftime, and I think that was just uh, um, a precautionary thing because of his uh, his injury run. Uh, Simanski's uh, changed him there. But look, he, he he played pretty good, and I think he's going to definitely feature a lot more in the games to come. Is uh, Bakaki's going to um, find it hard look, to start? He, I think he is. Michelin was fantastic. Uh, he impressed. He probably, you know, after um, uh, Zuba, probably the second, the other of the new guys that had the most comments and reaction from the fans was Michelin on the right wing, on the right yeah. back. So um, Bakak, will, there's a lot of games this season, so he'll get his chance. But I think as a starting 11, he's going to find it pretty hard to, to jump in there if Michelin's in, yeah. is healthy and going fine. No, fair enough as well. Then. Um, all right, we move on. Stephen, Olympiacos, nil or with Atromitos. Now, uh, lots of yellow cards um, for Atromitos there. Papadopoulos, standard. Um, Solomon, uh, Caselano, Kotsopoulos, uh, Pidic and Vasilantopoulos with um, Barr as well getting a yellow card. Stalemate, lots of missed chances there. Six on target for Olympiacos, two for Atromitos, 10 off, 10 off. 10 off target, sorry. Uh, 64 possession, nine corners to nil. Uh, do we chalk this as a bad day in the office, Stephen, or do we scratch the surface a little bit more and start freaking out? It's a confusing day in the office for me because it, when you take away the fact that we missed some chances that even my yaya could put away, I actually thought we played all right. That's the thing. This is the first time I felt fairly confident with an Olympiagos performance probably since we beat Slovan Bratislava 3-0 at home. And, and it's, it's a weird one because we played a formation that Pedro Martins wants to deploy in preseason, but we couldn't because Tikino got injured mm-hmm. and he wasn't confident to play Hassan and El Arabi up top together. Um, he played two holding midfielders in a 4-4-2 and that kind of stagnated our attack a little bit, even though we had we did create some chances on the wings. Um, it's hard because we, especially in the second half, some of those chances we missed, especially from El Arabi, who's the king of putting goals away. Unbelievable how he missed some of those yeah. chances. Yeah. And of course, of course, K-Pap comes back to Greece, plays against us on his debut and has a very good performance. He had a, he had a decent game, Papadopoulos, so... Mm. Yeah, it's it's disappointing, but then there's there's at least I can't be fully negative because there are at least it's the first game of the season we're not fully gelled and there are signs of improvement. There are signs of improvement. Yeah, and we should have we should have put some of those chances. Karbovnik on the right hand side as well on, on right at right back looks really good. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited for him as well. Yeah, look, I think I think there's two things why I look at this game is Atromitos is going to take points off off big clubs this season. I've got a feeling anyway. They're they're a nice squad. They've they've gone all out and they've they've recruited fantastic from the coach up to the players. Um, we miss chances, as you said, that you just shouldn't miss. Um, 
my only worry is that, yeah, look, we, we haven't settled on the formation and what we're trying to do now is it's a lot of catch-up football happening. Um, it's not panic stations. Martin knows what it, Martin's knows what he's doing. He's been at the club long enough. Um, I'm just, you know, you just want to know that it'll be interesting to see what we're, how we're going to play um, in the cup match. Uh, in the Europa League, sorry, match coming up, if we're going to stick with this uh, formation and this style or if he's going to change it up again. And this is this is the interesting part here. We'll um, have to see. I mean, I could see this formation working if we have Madi Camara playing and then Masuras was a big loss in this game as well. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Lopez so far has shown flashes of what he's capable of, but I'm worried about his mentality already. He seems like one of those kind of players that knows he's talented but doesn't actually back that up with. Yeah, well, that's the why they end up, that's why they end up in Greece. Those players. You can, yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and I think some people who haven't, so, someone who hasn't been given a huge amount of credit even now, and I thought has played okay, is Henry Onyekuru, and I, I actually think he did okay. Yeah. Again, he's he's in and out of the game, but when he's in it, he's actually trying to do stuff. And yeah. so for that, I give him a, a bit more credit than I do. Uh, it, it, for, it was for it was hard. It was hard to look at any type because, as you've said, like we had, so, we just dominated so much, but we just couldn't get get the ball in the back of the net. And and uh, so the thing I will say, another positive I will say, at least our defense for the most part looked really solid, and Vashlik looked good. Yes. So I can't I can't complain about that. Yes, and they Bindia did. Did did his thing and. Tequino and El Arabi looked like a strike partnership that could work in, in later down the line, but it's right now, obviously, they haven't had the time to gel, obviously, because Tequino's only just really come back. Uh, and that, that's my worry as well, like getting rid of Hassan, because in, in any league, it's hard to find a proven goal scorer, someone that can score. Now, okay, Hassan would, you know, he'd have his brilliance and all that, but we knew what he was capable of doing. So getting rid of him so late, in the preseason, like a week before, a few days before mm. the season started, for me was just it, it didn't sit well with me because I just thought you, you need these guys. It's, uh... Well, especially because you're gonna if you're going to play a two striker formation, you can't just have three strikers because who's behind him? Binakas, and he's going to play for the B team. And I guess you could you could theoretically play on Yukuru as a second striker or play Valbuena as a second striker in a four, mm. in a four two three one as like a big man, little man behind each other. Yeah, but. But who's going to come on? Hassan, limited, very limited player. But when he comes on, he does do stuff when he's... that. That's what he's always been best at. And I well, think he's we gone now. Gonna miss that so, yeah, he's, he's, absolutely, gone Turkey, he's, he's gone to he's, Turkey on loan now. Yep, so. so we'll see what happens. And um, there's now talks of signing um, the man who we've been looking for for like two seasons. Um, Gary Rodriguez is apparently close to signing on a free transfer. Yeah. I, I'm not excited about that. And then yeah, well. we're also close to signing Siovas for the umpteenth time this year yeah yep they're, Good they're signing, all... but like we have since we have we're gonna have so many center backs Semedo's coming what... back he's back i'll read the article yeah, that he's he's been Martins back training with out and said that he's part of his plan so like we're gonna have babasadopoulos we're gonna have cissé we're gonna have Semedo, Silvas, mm. um bar oh have i missed anyone uh gallo Europolos, if he yeah. plays if he's not in the b team yes you know and Kenkue as well. Like, how many centre backs do we need? And we needed a full back. And uh, like I said, Karbovnik looked good, but it's yeah. it's, in- it's very it, it's uh, interesting. Very, it's very not panic stations. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. Um, Greg, <laughs> did you want to say something? I was just going to uh, get your guys' thoughts on Andrutsos. Yeah. So he, he he got involved. He missed. Uh, you know, he had some 50-50 chances. He's uh, Rating him a right back? Oh. Uh, look, uh, yeah, look, he can do a job at right back, but he's another one where we have to now figure out, like, there's the two part again, it's a double, it's a double-edged sword here. If you're going to want to deploy him as a right back and he's got the talent, then why would you go and get this carbonic guy, carbonic kid um, in, into the side there? Why don't you just, you know, persist with him um, or at least start him over... Uh, this young talent that's on loan there. Um, but then if you want to play him in his natural position, then you've got, to, like, again, like Stephen was saying with Ronnie Lopez there. So it's it's interesting. Oh, that's what I mean. I think if you're not going to play Andrutos at right back, just play him in his natural position because he's shown that he has the capabilities of a right midfielder, which is where he normally plays. At right back, he's been good as, a, as, a, as an attacking wing back, but it's just 
the tracking back and the defensive side of his game that isn't yeah. great. And against bigger teams, we'd get punished if he played there. That, that's right. So yeah. I, I, I'd see Andrutos at right, at right mid over Lopez right now because at least yeah, so would would, if he would, even if Andrutos doesn't do anything significant, he would at least try. And I want to see the players try. Yeah. Uh, Apostle. I thought he played pretty well when I watched because he, he made he made some runs, had yeah. a good chance. He almost scored on. I, I thought he was one of their better players, to be honest. For Olympia, he, he, did, he did play well. I, I I like him. I just think that he's suffering now from um, coming into as a coming in and playing as a right back and doing well, and then getting the call up for the ethnic or mother, and then probably he'd been balancing in two minds now. Am I am I going to transition into a right back? Am I a right midfielder? What's best for me? And then the club Olympiacos goes out and buys a right back and a right and a right mid and kind of, you know, he's back to square one again. So yeah. I think you're spot on because you see him a lot of times get caught in two where he's like, should I shoot? Should I should I yeah. get back in position? You could tell he's just he's, all the time. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. And like, it didn't help him that Olympiacos, as I said, when him got two players in the positions that he plays in. Um, look, it's a long season though for him, and I think he will. I think it, I think this is going to be a breakout season for him personally, because um, when he got, when he gets his opportunity, hopefully as a right midfielder, um, he's going to shine and he's going to take it and grab it. So, um, look. Yeah, all the power to him, and we'll see how we go. But yeah, look, Atromitos, um, giving them credit as well. Uh, they played their game to their strength. Um, and yeah, I, I see him in the top half of the table somewhere. The way they. Kiriakos was his usual self. He was just tackling everything, flying yeah. all over the place. Yeah. It was, it was, probably it was get injured, step, probably slip on a tile and just knock on wood. He doesn't. Um, yeah, he's one of those players that's just all action. So he's always good to watch, regardless of uh, who he's playing for. Um, all right, last match of the se- of the season of the round. Sorry, Artis um, hosted Orphean. It was a nil or draw there. Yellow cards throughout the game. Um, three shots on target for Artis. Ten shots off target. Olympiacos didn't register a shot either on Orphe. target or off. Sorry, Olympiacos. Um, Orphean <laughs> didn't-, <laughs> didn't register a shot on target or off target, um, according to the statistics there. Um, who caught? Did anyone catch this game full besides uh, the highlights? No, just the highlights for me. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah. How did you see it? I was just gonna say. Um, look, Artis. From what I saw, anyway, on the highlights, they had the better chances. It looked like they controlled the game. Um, Offie had a decent chance early on on the counter uh, through Bruce Kamau. He yep. uh, found an opening and put the striker through. Um, but yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, couldn't finish it. But yeah, it was, it's all all about artists. This game, a lot of chances and couldn't finish. Yep, Greg. What point? Pretty game much. Pretty much. It was a game. Uh, artists should have won to say yeah. they dominated the whole game. They had a chance after chance and couldn't finish. Uh, and then, like, as Nick mentioned, the Australian Bruce Kamel uh, created a chance for Ophir, which they, they probably should have scored off. Kast- yeah, Castagnos uh, took too long to shoot and he got blocked. Um, but. Uh, Man, he just dwelled on it, eh? He just yeah, yeah. He, he really, took too long. Yeah. Um, but Kamara, he, he's, I mean, he, he's uh, he looks pretty promising. He's going to score some goals for them. Um, look, I know it's an old, you know, he's he's probably old and busted, as they say. But I think Mitroglou can probably offer something up front for Addis, man. They, they they create so much chances. This has been now their story for uh, quite some time now. They need to get a, a striker. Well, look, Kamara is going to be there. He's a good, he's a quality player. But uh, I think they need to be. They need some backup to that as well to get he, some strikers he wasn't, there. He wasn't even on the bench for him, so no. It's all gone quiet. Has anyone heard anything about you know other than Mansios never? Uh, the last I heard when I scratched a little bit of the surface was Mansios never wanted him to begin with, um, and then got him and etc. I don't I don't know I don't know what to say. Um, Lumpel came on um, for. Um, Offy as well, so it's good to see he's back playing. I think you know he'd be one of those guys that um, um, should hopefully get kickstart his career again into gear and and see if he can offer something there a little bit more. Um, yeah, look, an interesting game near law there. Artis uh, got that minus six points hanging off their head there, but it hasn't been um, made official. So yeah, yeah. Um, them dropping definitely points. two points, two points drop for them. Yeah, no, yep. absolutely. Definitely. All right, um, well, we'll go through the table here. Bath Nakos sitting pretty on their own on top uh, with a four goal difference there on three points. Aik uh, second on three, Volos on three, Pasianina on three. 
Uh, at his fifth spot on one point, Asteras on one point, Atromitos on one, Ofi on one, um, Olympiacos on one, Panetolikos on one, and team started off with a loss. Um, best of the rest, La Mia, 11th spot on uh, zero, Paok, Eonikos, and Apollon dead last there. That's the round. Um, what do we got? Our next week's fixtures there, guys, which are going to be interesting. Let me just rip them up here. So that's on the 16th there. So, oh, sorry, the 19th. Ionikos um, host Aris, Bas host Bathnaikos, um, Apollon Volos, Atromitos Panetolikos, um, Ofi Aek, Asteras Bauk, and uh, Lamia Olympiakos. So, Interesting games there for the next round. We'll obviously discuss them. Um, Bus, birthday course, seems to be is going to be a good one. Nico, you're nodding your head there. We they're, they're a bit of a bogey side for us. We we hate travelling up there. It's going to be a hard game. Good litmus test to see where we're at. Yep. Genuinely see where we're at. Um, I was just going to say it's better to be going up to Yanina now rather than December, January, and February. We yep. have to play up there in the snow and cop it. Yeah. Um, speaking of bogey teams, Lamia host Olympiacos as well. So that's, Sorry, uh, I was Stephen. just thinking that we have to go up to Lamia. Look, I mean, we'll see what happens. There'll be a big question mark over this game, is depending on what happens against Antwerp in the Europa League. Yeah. If, yeah, we, we, I mean, that's a must win game anyway, especially after the draw. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're good enough to beat a team like Lamia, but it's just whether Lamia show up or not, and we don't. Mm. Yep, no, fair enough there. Greg, um, you go to uh, Crete. Crete, looking forward to that game. Uh, look, Ophi really didn't offer much, that much against uh, Adi, so I'm quite curious to see how that's going to pan out. And the other game uh, that I think is going to be very interesting is with a lot of uh, a lot of passion in there will be Asteras Tripolis for Spal because uh, they had a, a, lot of, a couple of big running-ins to each other last year. Yeah. Um, and they, no one's going to forget that. So that's going to be a very, very uh, interesting encounter. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting there. Um, just quickly preview um, the Europa League match, Stephen. Olympiacos. Uh... Well, I mean, this is this is the team that theoretically it has the least experience in Europe. I think of all the other teams in there. They uh, Royal Antwerp. Um, yeah. They're the team that we should be beating on paper. They have a couple of decent players. They have Rajan Angolan, if anyone remember remembers him. Bjorn Engels as yeah. well. I was going to ask um, you, Steve, if Engels plays. I think he, he came off early in their game. I don't know if it was an injury or, or not, Nigo, but okay. I, I imagine he, normally he would play. So hopefully he doesn't do too well against us. Yeah. One of the biggest flops in our club's history, and he plays well against us. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. But um, yeah, I hope all the goals that we didn't score come out in this game and we and we're at home we're going to have a massive crowd so fingers crossed yeah. we get a good make a good start to our european campaign yeah and we'll discuss that in the um in our next week's episode and uh Bauk head over to play uh gibraltar club lincoln red imps um apostolo how do you see that one going um i don't know i guess it depends if Bauk care about europe this year and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lucescu pretty much forfeited the Euro- Europe League a couple of years ago, so who knows? I mean, oh, maybe I, I, maybe the loss to Yanina was a blessing in the sense that they might want to do some a European result to make up for it. Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see if I'll be interested to see I'll be interested to see if any of the kids actually play too, like Kuchias and Shigaras, mm-hmm. like Mihailidis. Like these are guys like that were part of the team last year, and they weren't. They weren't. They've barely been looked at lately. So yeah. curious if they'll even be on the lineup. So yeah, no, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Look, they're a Gibraltar side, I believe. So they should theoretically get the win. Um, we said that with Bohemians as well. Yeah, though. well, we did, you know. So um, yeah, look, it, it, you know, hopefully for for Greek football's sake, both clubs walk away with uh, the three points in their. Uh, yes in the Europa League and uh, Conference League matches there. Um, as we're wrapping things up, Solis made his uh, Premier League debut. Did anyone get the opportunity to watch that match? I called the highlights. Yeah. Highlights only, yeah. yeah. Oh, 
I watched a good part of it. I, yeah. I thought he was really good. He, he made runs. He, he, you know, he hardly lost the ball. You know, he definitely gave Arsenal a lot of problems. And he put a ball. Late. Yeah, he put a ball on the platter for someone. It was desperate for someone just to smash that in. Yeah, no cross in the first half, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 yeah, he played well. He, he's, he started out really well. I'm I'm really excited to see how he does in, in the Premier League. I think he, he's obviously he's, he's one of our main like players that we look at already now, and he's only 18, 19. So it's it's exciting you, to see how he does. You hope um, because he's going to play for a club that's probably going to have more losses than than anything. You know, look, they're, they're relegation candidates. Let's be honest. Um, you hope for his own sake that they, they play him and he actually bangs a few away and yeah. and, and shows and is con, consistent throughout the whole season um, to then get, you know, hopefully get picked up if they do. Even yeah, if they I mean, go down, it might even be worth staying a season, potentially. I think, I think you guys know that uh, him and Alexandropoulos I'm the biggest fan of and I think they're going to change the, yeah. the national team and, and they're showing it more and more. Like, these kids are just, they're wired differently. They're, yeah. You know, you, you see Jolie's playing against Arsenal, and it was like he was playing against Lamia. Like, he didn't care. He was just no like, fee, exactly. No fee. Yeah, well, he did that for the Ethnic U as well when he came yeah. on. No yeah. fee. Just like, that's it. I'm 19. I'm going to play Bala here, you know. Um, yeah. He makes runs. He doesn't care. Really. Yeah. Yakumakis wasn't in the squad at all at Selfie? No. No, he wasn't in the squad. Anyone um, know, know why? Just like a match fitness problem. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? They, they had their win. Um, so. Yeah, he's still training by himself, so I think okay. he'll be off that um, program soon, so he should start featuring. As in, is he, what's the reason? Just just for match fitness because of uh, he hasn't really had any um, – he hasn't been able to train with the team and that's the, okay. the they're training at. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. No, very good. All right, gentlemen. Well, that's it for the uh, the show. Um, look, thanks for everyone for listening. Um, as we always say, we love your feedback, uh, comments and all that. So if you've got any questions, comments that you want to put to us, um, any players that you want us to look at, um, anything basically, shoot us a DM, shoot us a message on Hellas Footy Pod. Um, if you do listen to us through Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days, if you could give us a five-star review, that would be fantastic. It just helps promote the uh, the beautiful game in Greece that we love talking about. Gents, good to speak to you. Uh, round one's done and dusted. Um, no, no violence, no Malakias in the stands, which is <laughs> no always derbies. Uh, no derbies. Too. Wait, just wait, wait, uh, wait. Yeah. So, um, look, fingers crossed. When the derbies come, they're they're just passionate with the fans. Uh, first, yeah. first Sunday of October. Yeah, it's coming bring it up. On. Yeah, bring, bring it, it on. on. Yeah, you'll bring be excited. No, right. away, away, darling. Right. Right. Yeah, beautiful. All right, guys. Well, look, good speaking to you. Have a good one. We'll do it all again later. All right. Bye-bye.